0: So my name is Tyler A. Williams. I'm the co-writer and director of Engineers, which is playing at the BITS short film Block this evening. Okay, can and you tell us about the film? Absolutely. So our film is a uh, post-apocalyptic sort of dystopian future take on the classic story of Frankenstein. So our film actually has no dialogue, but uh, pays homage to the silent era of horror in a sort of a modern way. Okay.
1: So you're a co-writer?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Can you talk a little bit about that process, um, especially for a short film?
0: Absolutely, um, and obviously being dialogue-free, it was mm-hmm. sort of an interesting writing right. project, but uh, knowing that sound design was going to be such an important part of it, uh, if you read our script, it, was, it went so in-depth into the descriptions of sounds and how things felt and how things looked and how things were supposed to play out and stuff. So it was, very, it was a unique writing project uh, between my, pro- my partner Dean Tardioli and I, uh, who also produced the film so we're very much a creative team and uh, it was very much an interesting script that neither of us had really tackled before where uh there's actually no dialogue to write but uh you know we needed to make up for the lack of dialogue with ultra descriptive uh uh synopsis on the sound and how things were going to look so right.
1: um haven't seen horror films myself mm-hmm. being a frankenstein fan <laughs> the and the characters, yeah. <laughs> Um What's it like in terms of working with your small cast? Mm -hmm. What were the instructions that you gave them um, so that they kind of knew the premise? I knew Mm -hmm. the set tells a lot. Yeah. How did you work with them?
0: Well, it was sort of interesting because um, the three main characters, the non-creature characters in our film, are actually all masked. Mm -hmm. So it wound up being they couldn't speak and they couldn't use their mouths and the subtle nuances of their face, with the exception of their eyes, through their gas masks Mm -hmm. to emote. So it wound up being a lot of um, collaborating with the three actors who played the engineers in the film uh, with really, really trying to bring out the most in their body language without being too on the nose about it and, like, spoon-feeding information with, you know, pointing at stuff Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So it was very much an experiment in trying to get these actors to really think about what they're trying to say with their bodies and in doing that without seeming cheesy or silly. So it was very much an experiment in... um, trying to get the most you can out of a very limited situation. And that was very much the challenge we set for ourselves. And I think we, uh, you know, we <laughs> we really had our work cut out for us, but we uh, we succeeded, so.
1: Uh, can you speak about the setting and how long did that, the shooting take? Um?
0: So the shooting, um, it was weeks of pre-production, actually. So what happened for our film, uh, and anyone who sees the film has had questions about the set, which mm-hmm. really sort of defined our story. We had several actual different drafts of the script where the setting kept changing based on what we had access to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're from Ottawa and it's a very much DIY film community. There are a lot of favors, okay. a lot of people collaborating with each other to help each other, uh, you know, excel their projects and stuff. So we were in touch with a friend of a friend who owned an abandoned, uh, chocolate factory actually <laughs> that has been abandoned for several decades and uh, he is uh, it's probably going to be demolished sometime soon just because it's you know not quite usable but it's on very valuable property mm-hmm. and we got in there and fell in love with this place like you it looked like something out of a war zone or something and so we were just like this is now telling us so much about how this story can play out so I think once we found our our setting, which we were able to actually uh, acquire via you know favors you know so the the gentleman who owned it you know we offered to do some some video work for him in exchange for being able to do this and that's how a lot of it came to fruition but uh the setting very much dictated how we were going to shoot this and uh yeah we were very lucky in that sense
1: mm-hmm. uh, so once you had your setting mm-hmm. um how much time did you have there to shoot <sighs>
0: So the actual bulk of the shooting was done over a Saturday and a Sunday, full 13 to 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. Uh, a <laughs> lot of tired people by the end of the shoot. But uh, in the two weeks leading up to that, uh, me, my co-writer and producer, the director of photography and his camera assistant and our production designer spent several days, several full days just going out there. Uh, getting a lay of the land um, starting to design the space because uh, although it looked amazing it was very empty and we had to fill it with our own creations and stuff so uh, I'd say it was two two solid weeks of designing props and getting things ready and uh, moving equipment and materials and props to that location so it was very much uh, a small group of us building up this set up until shooting weekend and we were managed to get everything done in two days with just Really rigid planning Mm -hmm. and a very specific schedule, and we managed to get out of there with sunlight to spare. That's (laughs) discipline. (laughs) Yes, and that was very much a part of the experiment was uh, Mm -hmm. sort of giving ourselves reasonable limits and giving ourselves opportunities where they were available and being smart about our time.
1: Um, I'm concentrating on giving the people behind the scenes a, a few shout outs here. Can you speak about your production designer?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, so several of us are uh, coming to the festival,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, unfortunately not all of us were able to. Mm-hmm. But uh, So there was myself and Dean Tardioli, mm-hmm. who was my co-writer and producer. Uh, Jonathan Kishel was our director of photography and he's a fabulous cameraman out of mm-hmm. Ottawa. We work together constantly. And his assistant, Dominic Llanos, assisted the shoot in so many ways, like he was the second set of hands that we needed. (laughs) And uh, one of our production designers, Austin Durling, who's who's coming to the festival as well, along with um, a co-producer and co-production designer, uh, Eric Landry and Kia Kazemi as well helped us really design that space along with obviously mine and Dean's help like it was mm-hmm. no one was left to do one task alone it was the most collaborative project I think I've ever worked on so
1: right. um, oh, I
0: should give a shout out to Lindsay Waters who did our creature makeup as well
1: Very, yeah, fabulous very,
0: yes. yeah <laughs> um,
1: all the elements work really well in that short amount of time mm-hmm. so that um, well I can only speak for myself here I was actually looking um, not just at the, the actual design of it but the sound was sort of what captured Mm -hmm. my attention yes yes um can you speak a little bit about
0: that absolutely and i'm so glad you said that because Mm -hmm. that was that was so much of something that we knew was going to carry this film it was going to make or break this film so the sound design we actually did have a sound recordist on set although we didn't have any dialogue we wanted to capture as much natural sound as we could the footsteps on the ground and everything you know we we didn't want to just fully everything in post so we did as much on-site recording as we could Mm -hmm. but most of it was sound design and in post-production and that was mostly myself along with three band members of a band I'm in called Ulu and their names are Ed Devlin, um, Colin McDougall who also played one of the engineers mm-hmm. and Eric Landry who was a co-production designer as well. So um, the four of us sat down with <laughs> a bunch of analog synthesizers and a bunch of instruments and just sat there and created this this really ambient score and then from there I worked with uh, one of our audio recordists Cat Baltasari. To fully a bunch of the sound effects we needed, so we created all of our sound effects from scratch. Mm-hmm. And uh, by, I think by the end of the production process, we had fifty audio tracks in a five-minute short. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we learned very fast that uh, the sound design was too important to not take very seriously. And I'd say the sound design made up the bulk of all the time spent on this project. Mm-hmm. It was it was very lengthy. You know, we finished shooting in summer twenty fifteen, and we were working on sound for a good six months after that. Right. So
1: yeah, I usually. Like to ask these questions because Mm -hmm. I know that normally we see the finished product, but we don't really know how much time (laughs) it actually takes and all the effort that you guys go through.
0: And audio is such an Mm underappreciated thing because, like, the thing about audio is, um, if it's done properly, you never notice it, Mm -hmm. and it just feeds into you are being sucked into the world. But the second something bad happens in your audio, and it'll kill the moment, and you know the audience is completely removed. So, so it's it's amazing to hear you know you ask about audio because not a lot of people get the importance of that right
1: well I there is the importance of it too because there it goes hand in hand with music so sometimes films can be overscored Mm -hmm. and but I also enjoy films that don't have much score in them as well absolutely it's a really weird balance that fine line of Mm -hmm. like you know
0: your absence of sound is as important as Mm -hmm. your sound you know and that's such a fine balancing act to go through
1: (laughs) yeah um, can you talk about some of the um, films that sort of inspire you in your career? Um, Absolutely. What um, makes you want to continue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, uh, anyone in our crew would tell you we're a bunch of film nerds. You know, m- the majority of our crew met in school, in in broadcasting school, actually, because there are no film schools in mm. Ottawa. So we all actually met in broadcasting school. But uh, um, Dean and I, the very first day of school, realized we were two very very like-minded people and we've been working together ever since Uh, you know we share a mutual love of just all things horror you know we challenge each other to try and watch more horror films in the month of October than each other and stuff but in terms of what inspired us you know like this was obviously a tribute to Frankenstein and an ode to silent horror so you know Dean and I one of the conversations we had was about the underappreciated classic horror films like Nosferatu and of course Frankenstein and Dracula and uh, you know but also the silent stuff that came before that Mm So we really wanted to pay homage to that because, you know, our appreciation doesn't just start at, you know, the beginning of our lives or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we very much explored. And uh, as far as just specific influences, I would say, although not a a horror director, David Lynch is one of my favorite directors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think Eraserhead was a huge inspiration for this because, you know, there's the famous story of David Lynch spending five years doing his Mm -hmm. sound design. And I think that was a huge inspiration for uh, at least for engineers Mm -hmm. and, you know. The lack of dialogue was very much an invitation to sink ourselves into the world of sound design, so. Nice.
1: Why engineers?
0: So, we called the film Engineers because our film,
1: technically
0: speaking, although based around Frankenstein, takes place in a post-apocalyptic future Mm -hmm. where three engineers are conducting an experiment on a dead body, so. It just felt right. (laughs) Sounds
1: good. Yeah. So, um... Where is? what are the hopes for the film after this festival?
0: Well, um, we're fairly early in our festival run and we very much just put it out there to see what the reception would be and it's 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 kind of taken us all a little by surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, people really seem to dig it. So, uh, you know, we've been speaking with people at the festival about, uh, you know, possibly putting it out on some sort of platforms for people to, to actually be able to see it. And, uh, but, you know, we may actually pursue a couple more festivals now realizing that, uh, you know, there may be more opportunities for it to be seen, so... Uh, but other than that, you know, we have, uh, my team and I are working on two more horror shorts through the winter and uh, potentially developing a feature for uh, summer 2017, so.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, can you tell us where we can find you um, online and where we can find information about the film?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, as of right now, um, you know, we've been pretty hush-hush about engineers. You know, we, we, uh, we haven't uh, uh, gone too hard on the advertising or anything. However, uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook, mm-hmm. Engineers. Um, and as well, um, we are in the process of actually starting a production company because this was very much an experiment in our team working together. So, uh, you know, I think looking forward, uh, you know, we'll be making announcements about a production company with our team. Okay. So.
1: Sounds good. So is Facebook the,
0: the best way right now? I, right now, Facebook is the best way. And okay. it's, uh, you know, Engineers is going to be rolled out uh, for free online at some point. So, okay. yeah. Awesome. Thanks. yeah, thank you very much.